Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Hawks Live, I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Paul Moyer. He's smiling at me because he's my guy. Hey, and let's, can we get some love to Nasa Chobi, our producer? Nasa's the best, man. You know, they're, they're the guys who really make this thing go. Nasa, man, we appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. I'm just trying to take care of you guys, man. You're the talent. You guys, the guys on the air making it making things get done, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to make you guys look good. That's hey. all I want to do. Hey. You know, the hard one, but the giving compliments to NASA's, he doesn't want the compliments. He's going to shoot him right back. He's like, He's nah, not going to take but it. He, and he knows how much we love him. He is, he is the best. But. All right, so let's talk about these Hawks. Yeah. What we saw and what we need to see. What I saw was an offense that can go on a run. That looks streaky at times. Seems like they stalled out every now and then. But I see an offense that can play any style of football. I'm still waiting for the dominant run game performance that my guy Ray Roberts is dying to see. Will we ever see that, though? I'm looking at this offense and how they're they're doing their thing. I'm like, is that necessary? Do they need to go no, that route? They don't need to do anything. I, we are an offense that says, uh, you want to stop that? We'll go here. And yeah. look, we are, we're a passing team now. Uh, that's bottom line. But if you want to take that away, I don't know how you're going to take it away. We're protect. We heard John Clayton earlier, you know, he, 3.1 seconds per throw. That's biggest in the league. I mean, so we're protecting, protecting well. Um, we've got weapons all over the place. We, you know, we had Freddie Swain on earlier, a rookie. Who's, you know, he's going to be a player. I love Freddie. He's going to be like a player. Freddie. We got tight ends who haven't even been used yet. Yep. I mean, DK Metcalf is superstar status. Tyler Lockett, superstar status. He's not underrated. I mean, he may not be nationally heard, but anybody in the NFL knows he's he's not underrated. He's, he's a stud. So if you want to completely take it away, if you're going to run cover two on us all day, uh, or potentially even a three-man front and drop eight guys, then we're going to run the football. And you, you better be ready for that. So we're good. Offensively, we're a juggernaut. All right. Can I – I'm going to humble the offense a little bit. You should because I don't want them getting cocky. All right. I'm going to humble a little bit. Needs to be better on third downs. Five for 13 on third downs. What's You've coached in this league. You've played in this league. What is acceptable for third down percentage? Well, it's changed. Um, I, I, I'll take you back because we used to every year go in with goals, you know, and we would tell the players when I was a player, the coach told us, when I was a coach told the players. In 1992, <laughs> 1992, <laughs> golly, that's getting a long time ago. Um, we were second in the league in third down conversions defensively, 31, 32%. Uh, you know, nowadays, if you were 31, 32 defensively, I mean, you are, you're killing it. Yeah, it's just the game's changed. It's just it's you know forty percent now. I think for an offense is probably the standard. And now I see fifty percent sometimes. Like a fifty percent. I'll take that. That is nuts. And it doesn't matter if it's third. Matter of fact, I would rather uh, defensively come up third and two, because I think you're going to throw you're going to throw it quick. Mm-hmm. It's third and six or seven. Man, I got all kinds. I got the screen to worry about. I got a deep out. I got a hook. I got if you want to run oh, a double You're move. worried about a quick on third and two? Offensively, I'm no, thinking. I'm no, gonna... no, no, no. Well, it would be a quick type of throw, right? You yeah. maybe do a quick out. I'm thinking or... run, third and two. Well, But I can. what I'm saying is third and two, I, I'm going to isolate you. I'm going to come up where I'm going to play hard jam, man. I'm going to put probably eight guys up there. I'm, I'm thinking about the you run. You can take care of more stuff in third I'm going to force you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to force you to go over the top. Okay. And so you don't like that. Third and six and seven, it's weird. 
because it opens up so many more things. It's wide open. You got again. You got screens. You got outs. You got slants. Still, you've got double move. I've got to cover everything there. Mm-hmm. Even though if I got a pass rush, I should be able to take away your primary, force you back to the your third option. Which nowadays, by the time they hit their back foot, Russell Wilson goes. You thought that was my third option. I don't know what you're doing. That's my first option. That's an easy out. Yeah. So it's just different. Um, I, I've changed my philosophy on third down, and you've heard me say this a few times. To me, it's you've got to win on mixed downs. You've got to win on first, second down. I've got to get you a third down as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. And we did that to, to Dallas in that very first drive. They had, I think, four or five third down opportunities. Guess what? That's just too many. You're not going to get them all. I'm going to get you on one. I, if you go one for five, I'm off the field. You kick a field goal, I can live with that. Uh, so I'd rather have 15 third down opportunities. Go ahead and go seven for 15. I, I can live with that. It's the ones that scare me is when they go three for seven. Because I'm not getting you to third. You're winning on first and second. Now, there's no pressure on, yeah, the, on the offense. Yeah. So I, I just think it's changed a little bit. Okay. Now, here's something that I've seen about the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, the best duo in football right now at the wide receiver position. And I'm going to tell you why. DK, 297 yards, second in the NFL. Lockett, 259, he's 10th in the NFL. Um, Lockett, four receiving touchdowns, that's second in the NFL. DK, averaging 24 yards per catch, that's second in the NFL. Paul, they're not getting the love I think they deserve. Maybe they are. Maybe we're just in this bubble and we're used to just being tucked up in the Northwest and say no one respects us. But I, I watch ESPN. I read the, the clippings and all that stuff. And they're not getting the love I feel they deserve. Number one duo in the NFL going into week four. Yeah, I, I believe that. And, and the reason why I think partly is a lot of the good duos, they brought a rookie in, you know, like Lamb, you know, with Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw in, you know, Cooper – Pretty good duo. Actually, they got four guys. Yeah, they do. A problem. They and can Schultz all gets it run. Done too. And they got a quarterback who gets it done yeah. as well. It's it's why we're giving up 497 yards a game. We played Matt Ryan. We've seen what those three wide receivers did. I mean, it's and they're tight end. They have four ridiculous people. Atlanta does. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you throw in the Patriot one threw me off a little bit. But that, that one, that one confused me a bit because Edelman doesn't have games like Edelman that. had two catches last week two for 23 yards you know <laughs> against but that's okay to me that was a little bit more of a scheme thing matter of fact they run a similar scheme Miami the way they run their tight ends mm-hmm. they will maximum protect sometimes six seven guys uh there and they'll, they'll, you know not that they run a lot of deep routes because Fitzpatrick can't he's He's got the weakest arm in the league. Does but he? It, oh, he yes. But his timing's very good. He's very accurate. He's Harvard, man. The, you know, that beard makes him ahead. look like he went to, I won't even say it. Um, <laughs> but he he doesn't look like he went to Harvard. Uh, their problem is he's just going to throw interceptions against the good teams when it when it matters. And I, I think we'll come up with some on them. And um, But, yes, I, I agree. Best duo. Uh, in the league right now. Another thing I saw, I saw uh, Ryan Neal, was that his name? Yeah. Uh, practice squad guy, made a play in the end zone to seal the game. I saw Jordan Simmons come in and, and be serviceable as an offensive lineman. Can they rely on these guys? Or do you – can 
Uh, no, let me change the question. How long can you rely on these guys? Are they good for a week or two and then you need your, your, your dudes? Or is it, okay, we're going into Miami, let's try to hide these guys and, and make sure they just don't make a lot of mistakes? Well, I think Ryan Neal's back on the practice squad already. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's much easier to come in when somebody gets hurt in the middle of a game and you're in the flow. There's nothing to be nervous about. You're just – you're in the game. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a lot different when you go in as a starter. It's and a all six things. man NBA six man. It's so much different. And if they know you're starting, they're preparing for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big difference. I I would say you can get away with two three uh, backups. You know, it's the key ones. You know, Jamal Adams is going to hurt, but if Lano Hill's ready, we'll be okay. I mean, Lano can play the game. I mean, he's a veteran guy. Um, you just don't want to sprinkle in too many back. I think right now, other than Jamal. We don't have any really major injuries. Chris Carson went out. We've got guys like Hyde who can play. Offensive linemen, we're so deep. Jamarco Jones, Simmons. I mean, we've got uh, – we're the deepest we've ever been at offensive line, and they're playing really well. All right, now we know what we saw. Now, what do we need to see? I can tell you what we need to see. I'm going to say more sacks, but that's not – it. you're not enlightened by that. That's that's I'm public knowledge. I love that. What do you think we need to see? I don't think it's the pass rush. I, I watched our pass rush last week. I thought it was pretty good. And, you know, it, look, is it dominant? And, no, not necessarily. But we got two sacks. We should have had four. There's no, I mean, we should have had a sack on the last play of the game. I mean, we had him. <laughs> He's dead. He, uh, we probably should have had the sack when uh, he tried to flip the ball, pretended to flip the ball out to Ezekiel Elliott. He was way out on the sideline. They didn't call um, a gra- not grounding on that. They should have had a penalty on it. I mean, that's two sacks we absolutely should have had. So that's, that would have been four. Now we're getting up there. I don't think the pass rush is our issue. We have got to shore up the back seven can, and fix it. Can you say that again to the people? Because I do not think it's our pass rush. Okay. That's not the issue right now. It's we have got to stop giving up the big plays. We've got to stop busting on defense. You heard Paul Moore. It is not the pass rush. Now, coming up next, we'll go inside the film room. We're going to break down some plays that we saw with the Hawks right here on Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumbus. He's Paul Moyer. Let's do it. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live, Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer, every Thursday right here on 710 ESPN at 7 o'clock. And we are in CenturyLink. It's quiet here, but I got my guys, so we're good to go. So now we're getting to the film room. The first player we're going to break down is an interception from Shaquille Griffin. Now, before we get into this, Paul, I just want to say it's nice to see this young man get the football in his hands, not have a flag thrown, contract year, hasn't had a pick in a couple years. This has to release some weight off his shoulders, right? I would think so. I, you know, again, uh, the, the day is different. You know, you, you start 16 games, you usually get an interception just by accident, a tip ball. But the game's changed. The quarterbacks are so much more accurate. Receivers, you know, the way they catch the ball. But the man made the Pro Bowl without an interception. Yeah, he did. So that shows people know about his coverability. So it's just a matter about finishing the plays. But, yeah, th- this was this was impressive. I, I actually, it's one of the few – I don't want to say one of the few times. I get myself in trouble there. We really schemed this play. Oh, I'm sorry. We probably should hear the play, huh? Prescott stands strong. It's picked off. 
Griffin picks it off, coming near side. Makes one man miss, dives out of the way at the 35. The Seahawks have the ball back, and they've got 36 seconds left. A beautiful play. Shaq Griffin has been on Amari Cooper all day long and has been stride for stride, and that time he just undercuts that route, picks it off, and the Seahawks are in business. The Seahawks scheme this play. I mean, they have three wide receivers to our right. You got uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, offset in the backfield to our left. Um, and it's really well played. I mean, we basically have five guys covering three wide receivers to our right. Jamal Adams actually comes to help Bobby Wagner on the third receiver, sees that he has him, and immediately starts to cut over to Shaquille Griffin, who's all alone backside. And Shaq gets a little bit on his heels on this. This is not, you know, the normal, you know, step kick that they talk about. Gets a little bit off on on his heels. But, man, he runs this route like he's the wide receiver. And it's a pretty well-thrown ball. I mean, he undercuts this throw, and that's what you got to do. When you see a, a route that you've practiced and you know it's there, you got to take it. And you got to trust it. Because if, if this guy runs a double move, if he runs just a fake in and go, it's a touchdown. Yeah. You got to trust your instincts. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I look at this play, and this makes me feel like Griffin knew what was coming. He saw the formation. He saw the down and distance. You know, there's a um, a joke going on, I guess, in our little circle that Jamal Adams is like, look, if it don't happen 100% of the time, I don't want to know the stats. This is the play to where it's like, okay, 68% of the time in this formation, this down and distance, this is what they run, and I see a guy who's comfortable. Now, if Griffin doesn't make the play on this ball, Jamal Adams might get thrown out the game. Because he is going to light this receiver up. Well, I'm going to give a little praise to the D-line on this, too. They run a stunt uh, in the two tackles. They kind of run into each other. But they come, and I'm not sure, I couldn't tell if that was Reed coming around or not. But whoever came around uh, to our right side, their left, came in just in time where you know, Dak had to throw it probably a little quicker than he wanted to. And if, yeah. you know, if he let it a little more inside, maybe it's a knockdown. Um, but uh, it was, you know, really good play by Griffin. Right before the half, huge, huge play because it's one of two turnovers back-to-back to, back to give us 14 points. Got points off of turnovers. That's yep. what you need. All right, next play we're going to break down is Russell Wilson finds DK Metcalf for the go-ahead touchdown. Russell looks, sets, has time. Going to throw to the end zone. Watch. It's DK. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Seahawks. I couldn't see him for a second, and suddenly he flashes in the end zone, and it's DK Metcalf, and he, in fact, makes up for the play earlier. And it's only fitting, isn't it, that he's the guy who comes up with the big reception, the touchdown with 147 left to play. Bump, you think we're going to play this when we have Rabes on Sunday? Oh, most definitely. You know what they say, the eyes are the first to go. <laughs> he's, he's getting older. He's getting hey, up there, man. Ray, Rabes is a triple OG. If he doesn't want us to play it, he'll make the call, and we are not playing it. <laughs> but, what, Paul, what I like about this is if I'm a receiver, right, These the slot receiver Tyler Lockett, outside receiver DK Metcalf, they cross each other's path. And my offense, back in Monroe, we call this the tire concept, okay? They cross each other's path. Now, if I'm a savvy receiver, if I'm a senior at Monroe High School and we're, we're playing this game, I know that if I see zone, I'm going to force these two defenders to switch. 
I'm making them communicate. Therefore, there's room for error. Now, I think they do a great job communicating the defenders, and, and they switch it off. But now I look at the safety. The safety sees the slot go outside and just assumes he's running the wheel. Maybe DK is going to run a slant and sit down in that hole. So, therefore, I'm going to try to stay on top of my deepest threat. He sees that. And instead of DK doing what most concepts do in this situation is find the gap behind the linebackers and sit, now I'm going all the way across the field. Russell sees that, sees the the safety with his hips flip, takes a shot and goes back to the guy who fumbled the ball on a for sure guaranteed touchdown. Yeah, we talked about that one. Um, you know, Again, I got to give Shoddy credit and Russell. Actually, I give three people credit on this one. Um. Shoddy just for this design. They they knew something was there. And you're right, the safety never should have widened. He should have just got depth and maybe he, he makes this play. The bottom three receivers, there's nobody open. The, the, the DB for Dallas, the way they pass that off, is ex, it's, it, it's, it's textbook stuff. Yeah. It really is. But the offensive line, if they don't block this right, there's no way he can make this throw. It's just too long a developing play. And that's what we're seeing this year. We're seeing protection. Again, we heard you know, John Clayton earlier. I mean, he had 3.1 seconds on average to throw the football last week. You can get a lot of plays downfield. You can run these deep crossing routes and these double moves that, that we got. So, so many things going on. Scheme, Tyler Lockett running the route to widen the safety properly. DK staying with it. And I think one thing that it goes a little unnoticed was the way DK played the ball in the air. He kind of faked the safety. He slowed down, put his hands by his chest, like that's where the ball was, and the safety slows up just enough, and at the last second, he bursts, and he extends his hands out. No chance for the safety. There's so many good things going on in this play. So many good things. Just like how you really love the way – the, the short side of the field defensively played that. It's beautiful when oh, it all man. comes together, right? Same thing on the other side. It's beautiful when it happens just the way you, you drew it up. I guarantee you Shadi is in the booth probably standing on his feet, hands up. He knows it's about to go down. It, it, beautiful is a be- uh, Football is a beautiful thing when it happens the way you draw it up. All right, we're going to move on to the next play. Ryan Neal brought up from the practice squad. Left VMAG, didn't think he was playing this game, had a – Huge play, fourth quarter, intercession to win it against the Cowboys. Three receivers right. Prescott is going to look left. He gets hit again. He stumbles. He stays on his feet. Still looks. Throws to the end zone. It's intercepted. The ball is intercepted in the end zone. It's Neal who makes the pick in the end zone. And the Seahawks are going to hold off the Dallas Cowboys. How Dak Prescott was able to stumble away from a sure sack and still throw the ball to the end zone. And Neal, who was just activated today, makes the pick in the end zone. And the Seahawks are going to hold off the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, what a finish. The Seahawks defense steps up when they had to. So really impressive again. And by the way, Ryan Neal is on the active roster. Monday they had put him back on a practice squad. Now he's back on the active roster, and and he's practicing. So, um, you know, good for him. We'll talk about him last. Here's what's crazy about this play. And I had mentioned it earlier. I go, our best rushes were three men rushing. Mm-hmm. Mayo on this one, unbelievable. I don't know why he doesn't do this more. I mean, he does a speed rush, sets the guy up outside, and then he just nice inside the tackle and the guard. And I don't know how Dak got away from this. This should have been a sack. It's crazy. It shows his athletic ability for him to get away from this. 
uh, Shaquem did a great job in this. I'm gonna call it a dime defense because a dime just means to me you got three guys rushing, you got eight people dropping off. I know usually it means six defensive backs, but just so people can visualize this. He's kind of spying, and he did this a bunch the last three or four plays. He made a great play on a receiver. He, he covered uh, 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 Elliott as well. Really, uh, he, he did some good things. And then, look, I mean, when you have an opportunity, I mean, this is an opportunity for Ryan Neal. Guy comes off the practice yes. squad, wakes up Sunday morning, thinks, thinks he's going to church. And they said, <laughs> nope, put on the pads. You're playing today. Not only are you playing, Jamal Adams gets hurt. You're now starting, and you're out there, and he seals the victory. Man, I, I can't even imagine how excited he must have been after that game. I, they interviewed him. We had him on you know, the postgame show. He, he, he downplayed it, but... Man, that's that's a dream come true. I, I can tell you how excited he was. You know why? Because I was in the same situation. <laughs> it, we're, we're playing, I want to say, week two or three. Um, I'm a practice squad guy, so the the team leaves to go to Buffalo one week. You know where I go? I go back home to Pullman, have me a nice little weekend. <laughs> and um, we're watching the game, and I see Nate Burleson go down. And I look at my boy, I go, hey, I'm up. He goes, what you mean? I'm, I'm going to play next week. I get the call. Now, it wasn't the day before or the day of like like Neil, but I get the call, and um, I get my opportunity to play. And I caught a punt. I took it 40-something yards. No one expected me to do anything, how to catch that game. Now, I didn't seal the game like Neil did. I didn't I didn't do that. But um, very proud moment for that dude. There was a, a moment where he caught the interception. He goes down to the ground. Like, he, he stays there for two seconds, like, secures the the interception like look i'm not letting this go then he stands up and he just lets out like a roar like i'm here i've made it so this young man big ups to ryan neal i know how you feel and i'm not a rapper see what i did there that was good i you know it i was just watching this play again i didn't even really notice it um i'm glad he neal made that because they had the backside uh slot Work. He ran to the post, but because he had so much time, everybody kind of slowed up a little bit thinking it was a sack. He was working the very back of the end zone. I think Ryan would have got back there, probably could have still intercepted or knocked it away. But um, I'm glad it ended the way it did. Glad it did. We want to talk defense. We're talking to Paul Moore. He's breaking it down. Coming up next, is, is it all over in Chicago while Mitch Trubisky goes down as one of the biggest busts of all time? Will he? We don't know. We'll find up next. Me and Paul will talk about it on Hawks Live. Hawks live every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Paul Moore. Nash and Choby is doing his thing, producing this. Hawks that live. was a good commercial break. Oh, my it? God. If you guys could hear the stories that we talk about during oh. this half. You know what? Pay-per-view, maybe. If you guys want to podcast, you know, man, podcast. There we go. Look, you know, oh, well, this turns into a podcast, but it should. I mean, it's going to. It's exploding. It's 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 not just national. It's international. International. Yes. Internationally known. You yeah. know who that is Pitbull. Pitbull. What? See, I I I try to learn you every every episode. I try to learn you, Mister Three Hundred Five. I think you think I don't know, so you answer for me. Yeah. Okay. No, we're good. Let's fair. move on. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go around the NFL, and let's let's start with the NFC West now. 
Going into the season, Paul, I thought the NFC South might be a tough division. You got Matt Ryan, you got Drew Brees, you got Tom Brady. But this NFC West is something special right now. The team who won it last year is the weakest team in this division right now. Yeah, look, you got three great quarterbacks and, and one great team. You know, 49ers, I think, are a really good football team. They're, the injury bugs killed them. They don't have a yeah. great quarterback. But look, I mean, I think Goff is uh, with the right time and, and and system and he has that we know what russell wilson i think you know the kyle murray is is, is going to be an issue we're going to see really competitive it's going to be fun i still think we're the best in the west best in the west yeah I like the way that sounds i know i do too all right monday night football yeah lamar i was highly disappointed i knew patrick mahomes was going to be mahomes but i I know that a lot of things have to go right for Lamar to be Lamar, but I didn't think it was going to turn out that way. They try to compare these two, like Brady and Manning. There's no comparison at this point. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair either for for Lamar. I mean, look, you can have a bad game. He, he first two games he was lights out. And look, in the first quarter he was lights out. I go, oh, I even thought after the first six seven minutes, I go, oh, he's going to outplay uh, Mahomes here, but Mahomes is. He's special, man. I mean, he's just—he's special. I mean, he's—he's—he's going to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, when it's all said and done. He can do anything. He, he can run. He can escape. He—he he makes really good decisions. He has an arm that is like Aaron Rodgers. When I watch him throw, there's something. There's an arrogance about him where I go, "Why did you throw it like that?" I mean, <laughs> there's no one around you. You don't need to back up and flick it. You can step into it. <laughs> Mahomes does it right, and then he'll run to the left, and he'll. There's only two guys who can run hard to their left, maybe three. I'll throw Aaron Rodgers in there, and make a dime throw. Oh, no, you Russell can't Wilson. diss Aaron Rodgers and yes, then compliment him in the same sense. Well, I get to give him some love that went on the tough throws when he's running sideways. He'll make that flick, mm-hmm. but he does it in the middle of the pocket. I there's he's the only quarterback I don't like in the NFL. He's the only one. He's the only one. Okay. All right. How about these DBs getting paid? And Garoppolo. And Garoppolo. Yeah. We, I know. I don't know what the people know, but I know you don't like Garoppolo. Yeah. More DBs getting paid. Ravens made Marlon Humphrey the highest paid corner in the league with a five-year, $98 million contract, averaging 19 per year. Is he worth it? I don't even know. <laughs> I, you know why? Because, as you know, we watch who we play. And I watch our team. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch the games. And, you know, I didn't know that much about Gilmore. I knew he was Defense Player of the Year last Me year. Either. And then all of a sudden I put on the film before the game, watch a couple games. I go, oh, he is special. Mm-hmm. So look, I figure five years, $98 million, $19 million a year. He's, he's got to be pretty special. 19 big ones. He must be nice. I'll take it. All right, let's talk about these quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. It's a two-horse race. As of now, when it comes to MVP or just the best quarterback in the league. Now, I was on Bob. I don't know. David I always, Moore? Always, Bob David Moore. Bob, Bob David Moore. Say that. Yeah. It's not Bob David Moore. I was on. Yeah, it was Bob David Moore. I'm sorry. I was on that show earlier today, and they asked me. They go, all right, so. What time were you on? <laughs> were you on at 4.30? Uh, yeah, 4.30, because you could make it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they asked me. They go, all right, who is the best receipt of not best quarterback in the NFL? Right now, um, and I go Russell Wilson, and Keyshawn was like, "No, Russell's playing the best, but Patrick is the best." That's a trick How do you question. Feel? That's a trick question. I mean, that's like who's the best NBA player? 
you know, it's LeBron, Bo, but, you know, who's played the best in, in the play? I, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson, for what we do and the way he's playing right now, is the best quarterback in the league. Would I take Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. I think he is so gifted. I love his humility. I mean, I'm, I'm following his mom on Twitter because they keep calling him Pat. She <laughs> goes, if they call him Pat one more time, because I guess the dad's Pat and he's Patrick, right? Yeah. So I just love everything about their family. I love everything about him, his humility, his leadership. He's three years in the league. Three years. He's, but I'll take Russell. I'll take Patrick. You know, give me. Here's the real question. Who's going to make a billion dollars first, Russell or Patrick? I'm going to say Russell just because he's been an owner of a franchise, a part owner before Mahomes. Now, Mahomes is making all the right moves. First off, you got the bigger contract. And you've already bought younger. a franchise. He's younger. He's younger. But I feel like Russ, Russ has things going down that we don't even know about. Russell's, you know entrepreneurs Russell move. is Russell's red carpet superstar. Patrick Mahomes the best player. But because he really doesn't care for the limelight, and Russell has these goals outside of football, I mean, Russell's going to be... I, you know, I don't. I wouldn't want to be a president. So he ain't going down that path. They don't pay enough, <laughs> but he's going to be something really special, and he already is. And combined income, wifey's making some good coin yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll go that route as well. Philly, beginning of this season, I said if Jalen Hurts touches the field, Carson Wentz better watch out. Now Peterson says Carson Wentz is my guy. That's knee jerk reaction to think that we're gonna put this this rookie in, this youngster in. I think it's closer than people realize. I agree, and I really love. I mean, I loved him coming out. I mean, he's he's just a winner. You know, he he's a little Russell Wilson. You know, what are you gonna say about him? All the guy ever does is win. Yep. He's a great leader. He does all the right things. I think you're right. But look, how many times have you heard? Oh, this coach is safe. No, I'll never make a change on the quarterback. They will when they need to. Right now, you know, I think Wentz probably sticks around for a little bit longer. Sixth round. Okay, the worst division in the NFL. I'm going to go NFC East. Cowboys, Giants, Philly, Washington. Well, I think on record right now, I would agree with that. I mean, I think the Cowboys are still a really good football team. Yeah. Um, I think. You just got some quarterback issues with the rest of the, those guys. I mean, you could throw the AFC East in there, too. I mean, you know, Buffalo's having a yeah. nice year, but they're traditionally without the Patriots. We'll see what happens to the Patriots as the season goes on. I'm not sold on their defense. All right, this week, Carson, for the uh, for the Seahawks, he's back. Yeah. Now, I, I picked up Carlos Hyde on my fantasy football team thinking, thinking that he was going to get the start. Sounds like Carson might get the start. How much should we expect out of that young man? Um, he hadn't gotten a lot, anyways, right? I mean, I don't know yeah. if he's had. Has he had twenty carries in a game yet? I don't know if he has. Maybe like seventeen, maybe. Yeah, himself. and then with with Hyde, and um, I, I think it's tough because they're rotating a couple guys, obviously, in the passing game on third down. I, I'm going to give you fifteen carries. You might get a touchdown or two, though. Might touch on, but I think Hyde may get more carries because while he's going to play and probably going to start, he's not one hundred percent healthy. No, and that was a chicken. You know what move by? You already know the Hill guy. He should, definitely should get fined. All right, last one I got for you, Paul. Yeah, Atlanta versus Green Bay Monday Night Football. If Atlanta wins this game, 
Should we take them seriously? Well, I think you should take Atlanta serious. Anyway, they should be 2-1. and one. The only loss they really should have lost to. So coaching, you're saying coaching lost that game then? Well, I think it's just we're, we're watching the game. I remember we had Jessamine, who's now off to Q13, and we'll all miss her here in the, on the show and stuff. But we're watching, and I go, oh, oh, they're going to blow it again. And, and it's against Chicago. Who, while they were two and zero, is a bad two and zero football team, right? Yeah. And now you got Foles in there, and I'll be darned if they don't come back. I just think it's one of those. Oh, is it going to happen to us again? Mm-hmm. It's not the coach. The players, they got good enough players. They just got to go out and make it happen. Tough game though against the Packers. Tough game against the Packers. Paul Moyer, Michael Bumpus. 710 ESPN, NASA Choby doing his thing. Every Thursday we're right here. Coming up next, we're going to give you our final thoughts and break this whole thing down. The keys to victory for the Seahawks coming up right here on 710. Hawks live every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live, Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer, every Thursday right here. We're about to wrap it up right now. Paul, this is one of my favorite nights of the week. You know why? Tell me. Because I'm here with you. Oh, man. Talking football. You know what? I'm going to go get – here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you one of my old jerseys. <laughs> oh. And you're going to wear – You're going to sun me like that? Well, you're wearing Kobe. I'm not – You but, just said hey. one of your favorite nights of the week. Okay, Why but, wouldn't you want to – Okay, you hold on a second. Yo, you're comparing yourself to I was to just Kobe. about to no, say that. I no, was just about to say no, that. No, wear – First no. off, you'll never see me in another man's jersey if his name isn't Kobe. I would wear a Bumpus jersey. I wouldn't make – I wouldn't allow you to do that. It's Thursday night. <laughs> We're going to do it one right. night. Okay, okay. If we we'll can have a jersey night. exchange, yes. can we have a ceremony prior and, like, shake yeah. hands? Yeah, we're going to film it. We're going to okay. put it on Twitter. Okay, and okay. If, if it's a jersey exchange, yeah. then I'm down. But okay. I feel like you're a son of me. Oh, right wait, wait, now. wait. Like, the NFL doesn't allow do. jersey exchanges. They don't. So we're we're we got to wait. But you can shake hands, though. We can do <laughs> yeah. You can shake hands. No jersey exchange, so. Yeah. All right, so what? They're going to Miami. Yeah. 7-1 on the road last year. Should we expect this to continue? I th- I think it yeah. should continue. If they're not 4-0, I'm going to be highly disappointed, Paul Moore. Well, I always say whoever's the best quarterback on the field usually has a good chance to win, yeah, it, it, unless you got garbage behind you, right? Um, we have a good football team. we got a good offensive line. we got skill positions all over the place. It's going to come down to us having to force some turnovers on Fitzpatrick. Yeah. When he did that, the first game, he threw three of them against the Patriots. You know, and we had uh, Armando on uh, earlier from, from Miami, and, and he was saying it didn't feel like they were in the game, but they were. I mean, they were. I mean, if they had it scored on those instead of those interceptions, one was just a dumb interception. They got a chance to win. The other one, they were behind against Buffalo. They didn't throw any, but he rallied him back. Yeah. And then last week, he didn't throw any, and they, they put a whooping on him. So... Um, we we got to get some turnovers on the road. They're not a better team. They don't have better skill players. No. But we look. You got Ryan Neal, maybe starting in the secondary for us. Um, you know, that's replacing Jamal Adams. Um, you know, we're banged up a little bit on the offensive line, though. I think we got enough depth there. Uh, you know, we lose. You know, God, we've had Irvin. We we don't really have a Leo. Yeah. You know, so what what do we do there? That's going to be interesting. I think you're going to see a lot of Cody Barton. And rightfully so. I have no problem with that. I Actually, I like he's a good football player. So, can to we, me, it's all about turnovers. Can we get a shout-out? Ugo Amadi. Oh, we haven't mentioned him mention once him. 
and that guy came through seven tackles, wasn't Great expected game. to do a lot. He holding down that nickel position. Like I was comfortable watching him work. And there, there were times last year where I'm like, ah, let's get out of nickel. I'm not sure if I want to do that. I watched 28 do his thing and, and I'm okay with it. Made a huge play on a, I think it was his own blitz on one of them. Um, it was, they were in the red zone on the South side of the stadium. And uh, he made a big play on a third down, came back, and I think it was their tight end he knocked it away from. He did some really good things in the running game, and the passing game. There's some times where he, I thought he was thinking a little bit because we're doing a lot. We're blitzing 40% of the time in yeah. passing situations. Yeah. They're running some different type of coverages. That, uh, matter of fact, the one that Griffin uh, we talked about earlier intercepting, you know, I'm not sure exactly what we were doing, but we really – funneled over to the three wide receiver side and had everybody there. So there's there's some stuff going on, but for the most part, I, look, I am very pleased with him there. He makes plays. He's a thumper. He, we could play him at the safety position if need be. Uh, that was a really good draft pick for us. <laughs> Who I want to see, I've been waiting to see all year. Last year it was John Ursua. This year is DJ Dallas. I want to see this young man hit the field. I thought this week might have been the week because Chris Carson banged up injuries. It looks like he might play on Sunday. That means Penny has to, I mean, excuse me, not Penny, Carlos Hyde has to chill for a little bit. He might get his carries. But DJ Dallas, that's a guy I want to see. Is there anybody that maybe has played already, hasn't played already, that you're looking forward to seeing? Well, the guy that I'm, I'm – kind of surprised hasn't got more touches and more playing time is Will Disley. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, look, Olsen's done a nice job. He doesn't have the speed, I think, of Will Disley. I think he's healthy. Um, using him probably more in the running game. He, that'd probably be the only one. Look, I, give me Freddie Swain. Uh, give me some more Freddie Swain. I, I think, you know, he's a guy that has a chance to, if you sleep on him, he can burn you. Um but other than that, no. I mean, we're, I think we're playing the guys we need to play. And, you know, we're, we're not going to see Brooks for a few weeks. I was kind of excited to see him. Um, he, he was doing some good things before he got hurt last week. But, no, let's just keep it. Just, hey, let him throw the ball. I, I, <laughs> first of all, the reason why I said that is he's never cooked in his life. Never. I mean, Russell Wilson, Sierra might cook, but they've got somebody <laughs> there. They've got – all these natural path people and cooking for him. He doesn't cook. So let's just let him throw the ball. You know let's what? Keep he, throwing it. he doesn't cook. He just serves. There's people behind him cooking. Like, look, here's your mental health, your physical health, you know, your well-being. We got all these things for you. Now you go out and serve these defenses with a dish that they're just not ready for. If you're, if you're bringing in $35 million a year, push, and, and your next contract is going to be even bigger than that, you have a team around you, and you make sure that I can do this till I'm in my 40s. Yeah. Because, you know, you're at some point he's going to be making 40, 50 million bucks a year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's why I said first one to a billion wins. I think Mahomes may beat him because he's younger. Uh-huh. He's going to get two more of those. You know, Russell's probably got one more huge contract coming up, but don't be surprised if he has two. Wouldn't be surprised. This offensive line needs to continue to protect Russell Wilson. I looked at the stats. I believe he has maybe five or six sacks. The leader in the league has about nine to ten sacks. So they're not where they used to be. 
They're making progress. Brandon Shell's doing his thing. Damian Lewis is banged up, but he played okay. He has his his rookie rookie hiccups and all that, but Posick is doing it. Yeah, Potty, if he's healthy, he's doing it. Dwayne Brown is the most reliable offensive lineman that the Hawks have. Okay, he's banged up though. Well, he's banged up, and you know he got uh, he he got beat twice on inside moves by by Alton Smith. Leads to sacks. You know. That surprised me a little bit. I w- but I am going to give him a little out on a couple of, on one of them for sure. There's something going on with this turf. It's slippery. Are you? At, oh, do you work for the 49ers? Right no, now? no. I I see it. I saw it, and maybe not as much on us. I see it more on the other teams or looking around. There's something about you know whether it's a little spongy, not quite getting used to it. We've done it too, where we slip sometimes. Um, and maybe that's more like natural grass that you think it's turf. I, I don't have to have my feet underneath me, but that first sack by Brown, when he went to go plant, it it looked like his left foot just kind of slid out a little bit. So he didn't have that base and Smith came inside on him. Um, not an excuse. It's just something to watch and see if that's a trend. You say that. And then I think about, okay, the Hawks outside facility is on the grass inside facility they're on the turf um so that might be a possibility i'll, I'll give them that but that's i'm not saying that sounded, very, that sounded very 49 no 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 it's not the giant met life stadium we <laughs> we can't play here because of injuries it's more of it's a home field advantage of you know that you it's just more like grass so you've got to have your feet in the right position as a safety a linebacker all that stuff that's all i'm saying Something like, so I was giving Brown a little bit of an out is what I was A little bit of an out. Yeah. Hey, he's a veteran. He was born in 85. Greatest that, year of humanity. Wait, wait, wait. 85. <laughs> he's still playing, and you're doing a show. Hey, You've yeah. You've been retired that hey, long. you know what? Who's winning? Him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Hey, I'm Michael Bumpus. That's my guy, Paul Mori. We got Nass and Shelby doing his thing. Big ups to Armando Sugero. John Clayton, Freddie Swain. Again, look, I got to mention Nats again because I missed him last week. All right? Anyway, appreciate you guys listening. 17 ESPN every Thursday. We will be here. Appreciate you guys. Holla at you next week. Hawks live every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Download the 710 Sports app to get breaking news notifications on the Hawks and read the latest analysis on the Hawks at 710sports.com.